how do you properly view God the Father if your father was imperfect? Or dare I say, because your father was and is imperfect? Every example in life is a good example. And how do we as dads, knowing we're imperfect, teach our children about a perfect father? We'll deal with those complexities with Elizabeth Smith of Moody Bible Institute in just a few minutes. My husband and I have been reflecting a lot about our role as parents and with Father's Day coming up for my husband as well. And he goes, well, in raising our kids, we love them so much, but we fail so often. Your Heavenly Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So sometimes people just aren't really quite convinced that God can hear their prayers. He's right there for you, just like you want to be there right for your kids. Hey there, Brian and Janelle podcast listeners. Brian here with a quick item for you before we get to the main content in today's episode. I'm super excited to tell you about a brand new podcast series I created in partnership with Moody Radio that's available starting right now. It's called The Grandfather Effect. And here's the quick backstory. I only have really one strong memory of my paternal grandfather, Tom. And it was when my dad and I were standing shoulder to shoulder in a crowded room right in front of his open casket. And I remember standing there a bit mystified because, you see, Grandpa Tom had lived only about 15 miles away from my house growing up. And yet I never saw him. He never talked to me, called me, never came to birthday parties. He was no part of our life. He had disowned my family when I was about three years old, and my family was left with lots of questions. Because from our perspective, the reason he disowned us didn't seem to make much sense. The circumstances were so seemingly trivial, it just didn't add up. So what happened? Well, about five years ago, I decided to try to find out. And that journey became much more complicated than I could have possibly imagined. And I chronicled the entire thing with a recorder in my hand and take you along in the journey. The podcast series is called The Grandfather Effect. Would you consider giving it a listen? I'd be super grateful for your support. And if you like what you hear, maybe you'd be willing to leave a a nice review or even tell a friend about it. All right, let's get back to today's episode. The world around us is full of false choices. The temptation to be us versus them, for or against, in or out. But what does it really look like for followers of Jesus to engage in the messiness of life, the gray issues of faith, to truly allow our lives to conform to the gospel? Join us as we try to figure it out. We are the Brian and Janelle Podcast. Elizabeth Smith is Field Chair of Education and Counseling at Moody Bible Institute, Associate Professor of Children and Family Ministry, and a regular contributor to the show. Welcome back, Elizabeth. Thank you, Brian. Oh, my goodness. A round of applause. Yeah, the audience loves you. It's just like when you walk into (laughs) class, right? Oh, I'm so going to play that at the beginning of class. That would be awesome. (laughs) Okay, so we have Father's Day coming up, and a lot of people are thinking about Dads, and you know, we talk about a lot in this country how there's a crisis of fatherhood. There's a lot of families that don't have dad around. Yeah, how can somebody form mm-hmm. a proper view of God the Father without having 
a dad around? The one thing I would tell everybody, and so this is the one takeaway phrase they could use, is that every example in life is a good example. Every example. Because it either teaches us what is good, or it is an example of what is not good, and then you actually learn about good because it's not good. And that might sound a little bit confusing, but for those out there from a family where they don't have a father, or a father is abusive, or even the dads out there who are just feeling so badly about themselves because they're just not quite as perfect as they would like to be, our children can always learn about what our Heavenly Father is like, as well as, like I told my kids when they were growing up, look, from the stuff that I do right, because of the sanctifying work of the Spirit, follow that. But for the sins that I do, or for the problems I have, learn what not to do. So first of all, we got to get off the guilt trip and then realize that every opportunity can be an opportunity to teach our kids about God the Father. For children who grow up in communities where, let's say, fatherless homes is rampant, it's difficult to identify, okay, this isn't a good example to follow versus this is just normal. So how would a person, Mm -hmm. especially a grown child, recognize the difference? Well, and this is, we're living, we're not in heaven yet, right? So we're on earth and this isn't a perfect earth. And so we can even let them know. So for them, it is normal that there aren't a lot of dads in their community And they say, well, that's normal on earth, but in heaven, our heavenly father is always present. So you can use it as an example of this is the way it is in earth, but in heaven, it's different. The second would be, boy, the men in our church families, how important it is that they are a a visible and a verbal example Mm -hmm. of God, of a man who can love well. You know, when we read about God the Father, he's compassionate, he's loving, but he also disciplines. There's a standard, and he is able to impart that and communicate that and to discipline well. So I, I would really encourage those precious moms out there, if you are raising your child in a fatherless home, going to church and being a part of the church body is not optional. Yeah. Don't give in to this idea that church is just an extracurricular activity, that, hey, if soccer gets in the way, church could be the first thing off my list. It's not, because that is where we can really see how God the Father lives out if we don't have a good example or if it is a fatherless home that we're dealing with. You know, the opposite problem can also be a thing where somebody could say, wow, you know, my dad was so great. I just don't even see mm-hmm. any flaws. I'm having a hard time living up to the standard my dad set. What do you say to that person? Oh, you know, in that way, it's also not a good example. So good news. Our youngest son got married yesterday. Oh, so congratulations. I know. I know. Wow. We're in California right now. So it's 430 in the morning here. But I love you guys. So happy oh, to get out. Clearly. Wow. Thank you. Know, you. Oh, of course. But uh, it was an amazing moment because, uh, you know, our son does love Jesus and his wife does. And so we're very, very blessed and very, very grateful. But we hope, my husband would say this, is that, you know, Josh, hopefully you saw enough good things that you know that Jesus is real and the work of the Spirit in our life is real. And then God, the Father who created us and who has given us this plan of salvation, that you know it's real because you saw that. On the other hand, you saw enough imperfection that you saw how dependent we have been on God, how dependent we have been on the Spirit, because nobody's perfect. So we need to realize that our earthly parents are not perfect. There's nobody perfect. 
but it's in that imperfection that we see the spirit working. And if you had an almost perfect dad, then it wasn't because he tried hard. It really was because the spirit of God was working in his life. And if you had a great example, that's great. But we also realized nobody's perfect. He wasn't perfect. You're not perfect. We rely on God and hopefully moment by moment, just relying on him to be obedient. Is it worth exploring that kind of dad's imperfections to help give a person mm. a more realistic view? Absolutely. Our children need to, I mean, you know, I always wanted with our kids, it's like, hopefully you see enough of Jesus in me that you know he's real and powerful and good. But you also see me fail enough that you know how much I need him. I wanted my children to accept the gospel of Jesus Christ. I wanted them to know our triune Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, God, who loves and has given us salvation. And so as parents, we need to talk about our imperfections because they need to know not only is God real because they do see the work in our life, but how much we need Him. Jesus isn't just a good idea. We need Him, and we can tell our children that by them really understanding our imperfections and our dependency on Him. Our guest is Elizabeth Smith. Again, she's Associate Professor of Children and Family Ministry at Moody Bible Institute. When we come back, we're going to even talk about the other end of the spectrum. It's the dad who feels like he's fallen short. How do you encourage that dad, especially as Father's Day approaches? It's Brian from the Brian and Janelle podcast. want to hit pause real quick to ask for your help on something. Thank you so much for listening when there's so many other options out there. In fact, as you know, it can be oftentimes really hard this day and age to find quality Christian content in the podcast universe. That's why we'd be grateful if you'd consider spreading the word about the Brian and Janelle podcast. I mean, you know how it is. You find your favorite podcast, you listen to it, you're used to it, and you assume everyone knows about it. When the reality is most of the great podcasts I found out about over the years have come from direct recommendations from either podcast hosts or from other just friends of mine who tell me to listen to something. So maybe today you'd consider telling a friend about the Brian and Janelle podcast. We'd be super grateful. Let's get back to the show. With us is our friend and regular contributor, Elizabeth Smith. She is Associate Professor of Children and Family Ministry at Moody Bible Institute. With Father's Day approaching, we're talking about God as our example of perfect fatherhood. And we can't live up to that as dads. In fact, talk to a dad like me who, I mean, I have a hard time not seeing all of my significant failures as a father. And uh, it's a challenge, I think. So what's your advice for a guy like me? Oh, Brian, I, I do feel it. I mean, it's really a poignant moment when your child gets married. So my husband and I have been reflecting a lot about our role as parents. And with Father's Day coming up for my husband as well, and he goes, wow. In raising our kids, we love them so much, but we fail so often. I would say two things for you. Number one, remember that God is your Father and that God loves you. In First uh, John 3, 1, it says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we are called children of God. So, Brian, you are first God's child, so receive the love that God has for you, remembering that He came to die for you and He loves you. And because He is your Father, then you also can go to our Heavenly Father and ask whatever you need. You know, we were taught in Matthew 6, 8 by Jesus. Jesus says, you know, when the pagans pray, they babble. But for you, don't be like them. Your Father, your Heavenly Father knows what you need before you ask Him. So sometimes people just aren't really quite convinced that God can hear their prayers. So when you feel discouraged, when you feel like I've just blown it one too many times, I don't know how my children are ever going to really know Jesus or God because 
wow, I just have been so imperfect. Run to him. God already knows what you need before you ask him and say, hey, God, you're my heavenly father. I'm your child and I need you to give me encouragement. I need you to give me what words could I say to my children? Pour out your heart to your God the Father and let God the Father minister to you through the Spirit to encourage you and he will give you what you need to take a deep breath and to take that next step forward in fatherhood. He's right there for you, just like you want to be there right for your kids. How do we as parents even, but specifically as dads, make sure our kids don't view us as exactly like God? I mean, how do we point them to God and look past us? Okay, if that's what they're telling you, then wow, you are doing a really good job. Because I think most kids are very aware that, you know, my dad is right here in front of me. He's a physical person that I can touch and listen to and talk to. You know, God, the Father, we're not with him face to face yet. That's one day in heaven. So right there is a physical difference. I, your dad, am here, but there is a heavenly Father who is not here. And so you can, again, give those contrasts, but help them to remember you have a father that you cannot see, and this is what he is like. And there's so many, I mean, word studies are great. You can look up God the Father, even in a word search, and look at that in scripture, and then be talking to them about he is perfect. This is who we run to. This is who we go to. And even in praying, our Father who art in heaven, teach them the Lord's Prayer. And as you have them realize, I'm here in front of you, but there's another father that you have that you can't see, even by making that very simple physical distinction, but then going on and talking about his attributes, even from the age of four years old on up, they're going to begin to get that picture in their mind of a God, the father that they themselves can run to and pray to and rely upon for their salvation in life moment by moment. Great stuff again this time from our friend Elizabeth Smith, who is program head and associate professor of children and family ministry at Moody Bible Institute. Just for clarity's sake, if somebody went to study in your department, like what kinds of jobs are they getting as they go out of your department? Oh, you know what? We need a lot of students to come because churches are crying for men and women who will come alongside children, youth, and families. So they are children's directors, and they are youth pastors, and they are family pastors. They go into camping ministry. I was just talking to a student yesterday who is actually going to be working in the city of Chicago with families who have refugees who have had to flee other countries for their lives. Um, And many of these families, actually, they come with lots of kids, and many of them don't have fathers. So our students get to work with all sorts of types of families, kids, youth. Um, it just depends upon where their heart is at, anywhere from the church to the parachurch to counseling centers to other kind of ministries. So if you have a heart for kids and families, Moody Bible Institute is a great place to come and be trained to work with them. Wonderful. Again, for more information, go to moody.edu. Again, moody.edu. Thank you, Professor Smith. We always appreciate your time. I appreciate you guys, and happy Father's Day in advance, Brian. You're a great dad. Well, I'm trying. I can at least tell you that. Thanks for listening to this episode. Don't forget, if you like what you hear on a weekly basis, we'd be grateful for your ratings and reviews wherever you listen. And also subscribe so you get the latest episodes. Follow us wherever you are on social media and search for us online. We're at brianandjanelle.org. Don't miss our weekday morning show with conversations just like this. You can listen on the Moody Radio mobile app or, again, at our website, brianandjanelle.org. Special thanks to the talented team of individuals who tirelessly put together this podcast every week. Josue Villa, 
Mike Reynolds, and Ron Eastwood. The Brian and Janelle Podcast is a production of WCRF Moody Radio Cleveland. Until next time, we're Brian and Janelle.